Welcome to the Discover Your Personal Power podcast, the show to help you live a life filled with peace, purpose, and power. My goal in this podcast is to give you something fun and meaningful to make your day a little brighter. I want to help you find your light and your personal power within. My name is Peggy Moore, and I am a wife and a mother of over 30 years, a nurse for over 20 years, and a certified professional coach and wellness advocate. I want you guys to know that I get it. Being a mom can be hard. Being a wife can be hard. Managing a career while being a wife and a mom can be hard. Life can be frustrating at times and often overwhelming. I struggled for years with depression, anxiety, and perfectionism. I let everyone else tell me who I should be and how I should act what my house should look like, what car I should drive, how my children should act, and what kind of mother I should be, till I stopped. I stopped listening to all the outside voices and I found myself again. I dug deep and discovered who I wanted to be and how I want to show up in the world. I found my light and my purpose and my personal power and I want to help you do the same. I would love the opportunity to work with you. I have an online coaching program that has fun, go at your own pace videos, a colorful 80 page workbook that was just published on Amazon. Yay! It has journaling prompts and fun exercises. You'll get one-on-one coaching with me and I will help you clearly define your purpose, discover your personal power and live a life that you want to live. Go to discoveryourpersonalpower.org or peggymorelifecoaching.com and sign up now. I would be honored to work with you. Today, we are talking about living a life of abundance. I thought this was a great start for the new year. I'm super excited to have a special guest, Kimberly Milos. Kimberly is a former CPA tax specialist turned natural health entrepreneur and abundance coach. Her passion for educating people on natural health solutions has led her to serving customers in 42 countries, helping them find effective solutions leading to powerful health breakthroughs. In her coaching work, she focuses on empowering people to create abundance in their mind, body, finances, and spiritual life. She just released a 10-week course called Life More Abundantly to help people achieve abundance in 10 key areas of their life, such as family, food, faith, and finances. Let's welcome Kimberly. Oh, thanks so much. It's such an honor to be here. And I did see that you talked about abundance and gratitude. So we're meant to be together. You know, this is a perfect fit. So if I'm to introduce myself, I would say I'm quirky and strange and a mom and I love chickens. (laughs) But more to the point, I am an ex-CPA tax specialist turned essential oil entrepreneur and abundance coach. So talk about a very, very wide gamut of experience, but I love what I do now. So grateful for the people I'm connected to and really grateful to be here today. Well, I am super excited to hear all you have to offer. I read a little bit of your bio and why don't you tell us a little bit about your childhood and about growing up and some of the things that you've overcome. 
Yeah, so my my uh, my story I, I love to share, not because it's a great story, but because it's a story of overcoming that I hope to give um, hope to people from them. That is that when I grew up, I, my mom was a single mom. Uh, there were five of us, but we lived in a very, very poor part of town in Toronto, downtown Toronto. I was one of those inner city kids. My mom did work a lot, so I was home alone a lot. My dad was a pimp and a bootlegger um, at when you know alcohol was illegal, and uh, he got involved in all kinds of unsavory things. And so he was in and out of jail. I really had a, a kind of close relationship with my dad when he was available, but um, it created a lot of brokenness in my heart because he was kind of in and out and in and out. Then my mom got involved with another man who ended up being you know, sexually abusive. And so my mom became an alcoholic. She was verbally abusive and physically abusive. So it was not a great home. I got put into a foster home at the age of 15. And um, that's kind of the negative side. I've been able to see how, you know, I always say that all things work together for good. So I've been able to see how this has been able to be used for good, but yeah, not a great background. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. I think it is so important to share our stories, but I also love how you were able to look at that as an experience of growth. Because when we go back and we look at the past, it is what it is, right? We can't change it. We have to be able to draw from the past and recognize how that made us stronger, exactly like you said. So what was a turning point in your life that made you think that you were destined to break that cycle and be more in the world? I don't know if there's like one defining moment, but I, when you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind is I remember sitting and I, I can literally picture where I was and I was listening to a message and one of the aspects that came through in the message was this concept of being a victim and how some people looked at themselves as being a victim. And immediately I felt in my heart, you know, wow, I think that I have bought into the lie that I'm a victim. And I remember at that point, I decided I was going to change the way that I looked at my circumstances, that I was not going to be just a passive recipient of things that happened to me, but I was going to be an active creator of my future. And so, you know, like that was a long journey. It didn't happen in an instant. There was a journey of healing, a journey of learning, a journey of growing. But I remember that understanding that I wasn't a victim was a huge pivot in that journey. Wow. I love that. I think your story is beautiful. I actually have a workshop that I do that's called the story where you're the hero. And we spend some time writing out our story, writing out a narrative of experience and experience that we may have had that is causing pain or hurt or anger in our soul. And it is affecting how we show up in the world. Then we do some mindset shifting and we use our new eyes and we rewrite the story where we find ways in which we are the hero. So how much we grew or how much stronger we became or the lessons we learned because it's all about changing the narrative. It's like you said about 
taking away that label of victim and becoming the hero. So I love how you express that so perfectly. So you're actually the hero in your story because you overcame those challenges. You're able to recognize what you've learned from them. It's part of your past. It's part of who you are, but it has given you the strength to be who you are today. And I love that. I love how you said being an active creator of my future. I think that is beautiful. I might use that. I'll quote you (laughs) in a podcast because I think that is a beautiful expression of the power that we have to create the life that we want to live. So I love that. What are some mindset techniques that you have used to overcome these challenges in your life? That's a great question too. So, you know, when you talk about being a creator, the one thing that comes to my mind is my son. So my son is nine years old and he loves Lego, like a whole lot of nine-year-old boys do. And the thing I find interesting about him is that he's not the Lego kind of person who will read the instructions and put things together. He'll do that. But once it's put together and once the way that the instructions tell him, he'll just pull it apart and, you know, make it into a pile of Lego. But what always amazes me is he'll approach his pile of Lego. And to me, I look at it and it's just like a mess, right? I'm a mom. (laughs) It's just a mess on the floor. But he approaches that pile of Lego and his hands will start working and his, you know, you can see his little tongue sticking out, you know, and his, his little working so quickly with his hands and his fingers moving and then half an hour 40 minutes later he'll have this thing in his hand and he'll say you know push this and I push that and a little drawer comes out and it's this puzzle box that he's created and it's got things hidden in it and trap doors and it's like whoa where did this even come from and I realized that puzzle box was created before he sat down at that lego pile and what I believe is one of the really key mindset te- mindset techniques for your creating your day, creating your year, creating your life is to decide ahead of time with a picture, a really clear picture, what am I creating today? What am I creating this month? And part of that is you know, knowing what you want. I think, uh, you know, I, I teach often from the Bible and there's this idea when, when God was about to bring um, his people into the promised land. He called Abraham up and he said, look at the land if you can. And I love that principle. If you can see it, you can have it. Because if I can conceive in my mind of what it is that I'm working toward, then I can have it. It's just a matter of putting the hard work into place to then bring that thing about. So definitely envisioning is one thing and then declaring, I think it's really important. If you decree things with your mouth, it will be established. And so I think creating declarations about who you are, about what you're capable of, and if you have a relationship with God, about what your relationship with God is is producing in your life. I think having those decrees is critical because there's a lot of negative self-talk that we give ourselves during the day. So anything that we can do to start our day in a different setting with different words is really important. Yeah, just going back to my son, whenever he, um, he starts the day, he says to me now, because I've trained him to, Mommy, today is a good day. And he says that at the beginning of the day before it's even started. That is beautiful. I love that you talk about 
vision and declaring. I think I talk in my podcast a lot about the self-talk, that the chatter in our brain that we, and how we build pathways with that chatter. So that negative uh, talk that we give to ourselves is a pathway in our brain and it's been enforced for so many years and we have to build a new pathway. And I love that you talked about declaration statements. I think that's beautiful and visioning. So I'm, I'm pretty spiritual myself and I love reading, st- being able to take stories from the Bible and things that God has told his prophets like Abraham and and envisioning that because he sees what we can't see, but he can guide us in that right direction. I also have talked in my podcast and I, I love so much that we connect. Um, I feel this great connection with you because definitely we have, to, we see it in our mind before we create it. Um, I have, have a son that loves Legos too. And one of the things he told me one year was don't buy me a Lego set that I have to follow all the directions. I want to be able to create something. And I think that that is something important that our kids need nowadays is that time for down to not be on a computer screen, to be able to create. And Legos is a beautiful tool for that. Um, But I love how you talked about how he had it in his mind first of what he was going to do. How creative and what a great thing for him and a great thing for us because we can create the life that we want. And that is what my coaching practice is all about. So perfect. Mm -hmm. So, So tell us a little bit about um, what was the outcome when you decided to change your mindset? The outcome was multifold. So I, I feel like um, part of the process of changing your mindset has to go back to recognizing what's in there already. It's almost like saying that you want to, you know, redecorate your house. Well, you can't just paint over, you know, walls that have ugly wallpaper. You have to take that ugly wallpaper down. And so part of the process for me was breaking off wrong belief systems I have. And I call them Ugbies. Ugbies are ungodly beliefs. You can call them limiting beliefs. You can call them, you know, disempowering beliefs, but they're beliefs. There's things that you live your, your life based on that you kind of just assume that it's true. You know, an example would be, I can't trust anybody. An example would be the best way to respond when someone offends me is to get revenge. <laughs> you know, it might feel right in the moment, but ultimately it doesn't serve you. You know, uh, I my best years are over. Like, what what is it that is actually driving us? So we have to recognize that. Then we have to tear that apart, and I have a process that I go through to do that. And we have to then replace those, you know, ugbies with true beliefs with truth and that that's what we're going to declare and so what i started noticing is that the more that i did this you know like uh, you know talk about the bible be transformed by the renewing of your mind it was a transforming process and it, like i said it didn't happen overnight but it did happen and it's kind of cool because you know there's there's this downward spiral that people can go on when their thoughts are negative but the good thing is that the spiral works the other way too that the more that we get a hold of one you know 
wrong belief and we get rid of it and put a good belief in its place then it leads to another and another and another and it just became this spiral upward and then the more that I was able to feel positively about myself the more I encouraged others to do it and I would hear them say things and I would say wait a minute did you hear what you just said do you really want to live your life based on that belief you know and they start noticing it and I just felt like this um unlimited upward spiral started it doesn't mean i don't have bad days it doesn't mean i still don't deal with these things but i have tools and that's the big difference yeah i love how you talk about them being ungodly beliefs um i call them limiting beliefs but i absolutely agree that we have to get clear on what those beliefs are what is it do we believe and where does that come from? And I actually share an experience in one of my podcasts. I did a coaching session with someone when I was uh, in my coaching school this summer and we were talking about something and we kind of drilled it down. We did that. So what about that? And what about that? And what about that? Kind of drilled it down to a limiting belief or even an ungodly belief that I've had since childhood that I didn't even put that together. So I think one of the most important things um, that you're saying and that I say is that you have to take the time to really look at what beliefs you have and kind of where they're coming from. I love the analogy of taking down the wallpaper. That is such a great analogy. It's perfect because that's what we need to do. We need to strip down the things that others have told us that we have listened to, that maybe our parents have said that might have been negative. We need to strip down those beliefs. And then the best part is we get to decide what we want to believe, what kind of beliefs we want to live our life by and be transformed. That was another beautiful thing that I think you said. I love that. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, sometimes people come to me and they're like, well, I've been trying to make declarations, but they don't stick. They don't work. And it's like, well, maybe it's because you're trying to paint over oil paint. <laughs> you know, that, that ugly oil paint's got to come off because, you know, if you put latex on oil, it's not going to stick. So you got to get rid of the old stuff. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What a great analogy. And I think that's um, another interesting thing is I talk to clients. They're like, well, give me this answer. I want an easy answer. And it is an easy answer, but you have to prepare for that. When you prepare to put dark, beautiful colors on your wall, right, you have to kind of strip the wall. You often have to put a base coat before you can get a dark burgundy or a rich deep blue so in order to get that easy color that you want that last layer that you want to be easy you've got to do the preparation work and I think that's so important I love the way you've described that that's beautiful so tell us a little bit about your empowerment program that you have for um, my listeners and your listeners yeah, so I call it life more abundantly, and, and it may sound grammatically incorrect to say life more abundantly, but it actually comes from a Bible verse. So um, there's a Bible verse, and then it says that the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And this verse came to my mind when I was in the middle of a reflection on my 50 years, and also you know, how I could best serve my customers. 
What happens in my business, because I have a natural health business, is I have customers that will come to me and they will have a laundry list of symptoms. So they'll say, I've got fibromyalgia, I've got diabetes, I've got you know chronic pain, I've got this, I've got that. And I'm like, ah, you're still alive. Wow, you know, this is, <laughs> but, but inevitably, no matter how long the list is, they will ask the same question. And the question that they'll say, because I have an essential oil business is what oil can I use? And I'm like, wow, you are expecting a lot out of an oil. If you feel like an oil is gonna suddenly solve this lifetime of bad choices, you know, <laughs> that has led to the, the situation that you're now in. So I sat down and I was thinking to myself, how can I um, get this message across to my customers? How can I let them know mm -hmm. that there is hope that there's definitely a better life for them, that there's healing and wholeness available, but it's not gonna come with just an instant fix. It's gonna come from making decisions. Well, that's what got me reflecting on this, this fact that here I am, at the time I was 50 years old, I'm now turning 51, and I was saying here I am, this 50-year-old woman, more physically fit, more emotionally well, uh, more relationally, Know, better relationships, better financial position than at any other time in my life. What is it that I did that got me where I, I am? And the answer to that question was really important because if I was just lucky, well, then sucks to be you, right? But if I actually applied principles to my life and I could teach other people those principles, well, then that was hope. And that was where my course came from. Um, what are they now? <laughs> Physical health, emotional health, financial health, and spiritual health. And I said, now what would I do to promote health in each of those four areas? And I came up with 10 keys. And uh, that's what the course teaches about is how to get abundance in these 10 key areas of your life to get these four areas of health taken care of. So that's where the course came from. That sounds amazing. I'm super excited to look at your course. Um, in Discover Your Personal Power Coaching, we also look at four different puzzle pieces. So mental health, emotional health, physical health, and social health. And I love how you've put abundance in similar categories. So living a life of abundance. I think that's awesome. I think it's also important to recognize that you said living a life of abundance by choice. I love the concept that we get to choose. We choose our life. I like how you mentioned a lifestyle of bad choices because as a nurse and as a healthcare professional, I see this all the time too. Patients come in with a long list of problems, comorbidities and medications, and it's difficult to manage and they're not living a life that is free of pain or um, their movement is is often hindered. So um, we also hear about this a lot with COVID right now being so rampant. We know that individuals with multiple comorbidities are more likely to end up hospitalized and COVID seems to be more detrimental and lead to a higher mortality rate when you have multiple comorbidities. So I think a lot about that for myself because I'm 51 also or 52, I, I don't know, after 40 Y count. But I think about how I want to live my life. Do I want to live my life where my mobility is limited and I can't get on the floor and play with my grandbabies or go hiking with my friends? I live on this 
beautiful island and I want to be able to enjoy it. And I think it really comes down to choices, the choices that we make every day. So thank you so much for sharing. That's so good. So it's so much alignment. I know, I know. Very exciting. So um, let me ask you this one last question. What does it mean to you to discover your personal power? I feel like I, I, I love that phrase because what it does is it takes responsibility and empowerment together and puts it into the hands of the person, right? Because I feel like so many people go through their lives and the solution is always outside of them. You know, somebody did something to them or, you know, the, this person didn't help them or whatever, and they, they feel powerless and it comes back to that victim mindset. But when you understand your personal power... I mean, I always say to people, I've got good news for you and I've got bad news for you. Um, The good news is that your life is in your hands. You have the ability to create whatever you want because you're personally empowered. The bad news is that that means you have to take responsibility for the choices that you've made and for the ways that you've responded. Other people may have hurt you, but you chose to respond to that hurt in a certain way. Somebody may not have helped you, but you could have gotten help in a different way. And so there's the personal responsibility that goes along with the personal power. And I think that the combination of those things brings true freedom. I love that. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. I am super excited to check out your workshop, Living Life More Abundantly. And I will put a link in the show notes for all my listeners. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. I have learned so much and it has truly been a pleasure. It's been awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you everyone for joining us today as we talked with Kimberly about living a life of abundance. I'm excited to check out her 10-week class called Life More Abundantly and what a great way to start the new year. You can find her at KimberlyMerlos.com and it's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y-M-I-L-O-U-S-I-S. Thank you again for listening. And if you love this podcast, please leave us a rating on iTunes and share with your friends. And until we meet again, my friends.